and welcome back to the Sister Talk podcast. Welcome, welcome to the Sister Talk podcast. And we welcome also the guys who might be tuning in. Exactly. By now, we uh, yeah, we are very thankful that you guys are there and the 10% is growing. Yeah, there's 10% growing. It still says 10%, but I think okay. there's more. But I feel like it's probably more like 11% by yeah. now. Yeah. Because what we're talking about in this series is relationships. And so obviously this is a woman's podcast, but it is absolutely for the men as well. Exactly. And if you have your husband with you, if you're a girl listening, um, I think that will be very beneficial for both of you. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't introduced your pod- your podcast, your husband to the podcast or haven't listened with him together, um, I think... That is a great idea. Yeah. Pull your man in. And if you're single, just take notes so that you can enter yeah. into a really epic marriage in the future. Exactly. Someday. What, What? for example, about a podcast date night? Mm. I don't know. It just, just came to me. Podcast date night. Podcast That's a great night. idea. Like imagine you make yourself some great food and then you listen to the podcast wow. while you eat great food That's and take an notes. That's and a then great afterwards, idea. yeah, afterwards... You just discuss what you've heard and you're like, oh, I disagree with this or oh, what do we do about this? Or wow, I really thought about this. This could be awesome. That's yeah. actually such a good idea. Yeah, podcast date mm, now. Cool. Maybe we should do that. We should do that. Yeah, yeah I like sure. That. I like that idea. Really cool. So for those who are new, we are doing a series on dating, marriage and sex. Exactly. And this is our seventh episode, believe wow. it or not. Seventh. Hey, seven, the perfect number. Yeah. So That's this great. podcast is destined to be perfect. That's wonderful, yeah. <laughs> and today we are talking about, um, well, I think we called it tips for a great marriage mm-hmm. in the in my notes, but we'll see what the name will be in the end. Yes. And uh, I reached out to a bunch of you girls on uh, uh, Instagram, Instagram and asked you to, to tell me what your tips are or things that you wish you knew before you got married. And, uh, rather, and also some questions. Well, actually, no, I didn't open for questions initially, mm-hmm. but actually a lot of questions came in. Yeah. And so we've just picked um, some of the the really good questions. I mean, you all answered, uh, asked really good questions, but there are some that kind of pull on. That are really relevant for this re- topic. Really relevant, mm-hmm. and they, they actually pull on our core values to the surface, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we're really excited to go through some of them, as well as just discuss... Uh, I think we will start by talking about what we think is yeah. like a simple yeah. recipe for success in marriage. Yeah. Is that what you? Yeah, call we want to we want to keep it we want to keep it uh, short, sharp, and powerful. Yeah. Um, we we just going to talk about the most important for for us at least uh, the the three most important um, factors for a really healthy relationship and and something that uh, uh, that just ensures a, a, a healthy foundation. Um, we we want more want to be on the foundational level of mm. uh, a really healthy marriage and uh, developing and cultivating a healthy relationship. Mm. Um, and then after that, we're just going to go into some of these uh, really great questions and um, yeah, talk yeah. about that. Sounds good. Yeah. Let's dive in. So let's jump right in. So Felix, why don't you share with us those three things that you actually, you kind of brought that to the surface. Yeah. You, you kind of boiled it down to three things mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that would bring a successful marriage. Yeah. You wrote them down. Right. We have yeah. a little paper here that you can hear right there because it's the show <laughs> notes right there. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, they all 
find their place within the realm of communication. So communication is probably the biggest key mm-hmm. of a healthy relationship. Absolutely. It's probably the biggest key. However, communication is somewhat ambiguous. Yeah. And we don't really know what we actually mean when we say communication. And so we want to take that apart a little bit. Yeah. Um, or communication is uh, within these uh, the two other, other points that, yeah. I'm, that I'm going to present. And so the first one, um, I would say, is uh, the need for safety and for trust. Yeah. When you get married, it is wrong to assume that you immediately have 100% trust. That is, it's just not, it's just not real. Mm. Uh, you obviously, through dating season and through uh, engagement season, um, you, you gain and build a lot of trust. You get to know each other mm. uh, and, and you already start to build somewhat of a safety with one another. However, when you get married, you become so, you get so close, closer than you've ever been before. Mm. And um, and you open the whole realm of sexuality, for example, which can be a very scary topic for some people. Um, and you actually have to build trust and safety for one another. Yeah. Also, um, in a, on another in another way, uh, you actually get to know each other's personality more. Mm-hmm. You get to know them. Uh, you get to know their weaknesses, yeah. you get to know their passions mm. and that your personality types may differ yeah. and that you, uh, for example, that you plan a holiday completely different than the other person, you know, <laughs> this is, uh, we are laughing because this is it's our real. case, it's real. It's you know? our story. Um, <clears throat> and so what what you want to do as a married couple is you want to create from the beginning a healthy environment and 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 foundation of trust and safety. Yeah. So that each uh, each uh, spouse, mm-hmm. the husband and the wife, that they both feel completely um, uh, yeah safe. Yeah. That they that they can let down their guard, and that they are that they know that they are one hundred percent accepted mm. by the other. Yeah. That's so big. I think that is so huge to actually prioritize the building of safety and trust in marriage. Exactly. More than anything else, you know, especially like if one of you is, say, more, uh, more. let's just say one of you is more spiritually mature than the other, mm-hmm. it's much better to slow down and build trust with them than just preach at them and hope that that makes them change. For yeah, example. Exactly. You know. Yeah. For example... Mm. For example, we had this in the beginning. Yes, yeah. Like I had this, I thought what Maria needs mm. is just a good Bible verse, you know, <laughs> <laughs> to get her out of the pit, you know. Yeah. I just thought, because oftentimes like when we had, I don't know, when Maria would go through something that would make her feel a little bit afraid or something like that, you know. Yeah, some I, hardship. I, yeah, some hardship or something mm. like that. I, I genuinely wanted to help her. And referred to some spiritual concept or principle mm. and told her, hey, Maria, remember, this is the truth, you know. Yeah. And while deep down Maria would agree with me that that's mm. the truth, she once said to me, Felix, I don't want a preacher. I want a husband, <laughs> you know. And what she meant by that was, Felix, I actually just need to be held and mm. contained. And I just safe. need to be safe. And seen and understood and known. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then from that place, 
you would then uh, change your perspective. Yeah, then I would feel safe to take more risks. Yeah, you would feel or, safe to take yeah. more risks. For example, let's make a practical example. Let's just say the husband or the wife, let's just mm. say the wife, mm -hmm. she wants to just evangelize all the time, you know, <laughs> but the husband just feels a little bit timid and doesn't feel fully comfortable with it yet. Mm. And then, and then, uh, if the if the wife has a grudge against the husband because or, he doesn't want to yeah. evangelize, or if the wife is like, "Come on, it's the will of the Lord. You've got to just come overcome the fear of man." And just... yeah, exactly. Come on, let's just, <laughs> just get over it. You know, it's in the Bible. It's right there, Matthew. There, right in Matthew twenty-eight. You know, there it is. Yeah. Go to all the world. You know. Yeah. So then, then there is a pressure applied to the more timid husband, mm -hmm. um, and that that pressure creates a mistrust and it feels like I'm not like the husband then is it's easy for the husband to think like oh I'm not in one team with my wife yes. my wife is not one team with me yeah. we are not on the same page we're against we not, each other yeah we're actually not doing this together but I appear to be a problem to my wife yeah because I don't want to evangelize yeah but the actual thing is the wife and, and in this case the wife is actually more mature it Perhaps. is true that the well, wife in one area well, okay in this area of evangelizing, because, uh -huh. the tr because the truth is, Jesus wants to reach the world yeah. and evangelizing and sharing the gospel with people is not just for evangelists, it's mm. for every single Christian. Yeah. So in this case, evangelism and going and reaching people, that is the right thing. Mm. However, in within, this context, with, within the context of marriage, the more marriage, right thing. Yeah, the more right thing, marriage ranks over Mm -hmm. evangelizing or all ministry full stop or all marriage or all or, or all ministry that is exactly yeah. true all anything family trumps ministry marriage trumps family even i would i don't yeah, know marriage yeah marriage that's actually true first. if you try to dissect it even more yeah marriage so this is the this is the this is the what do you call it the order the order yeah. god yes first your your relationship with jesus first mm. second Right after that, marriage, yeah. your marriage, your spouse, your first allegiance to any human on this earth is your spouse. It's to yeah. your spouse. And you are on one team. You, you must consistently bend toward one another. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and after that comes all the rest, all yeah. the stuff that we do. Or as Bill Johnson said, God said, no, you got the order wrong. It's just one place, Jesus. Oh, Because if God is right. number one, truly... And you let him convict mm. you in your heart. He, you let him challenge you. Then mm. your wife or your husband will be next. Yeah. And your, right. your, the way you live your life will be right under right. the lordship of yeah, Jesus. Right. That makes sense. I like that as well. That but makes, but that it's practical that you say that because I think sometimes people um, easily elevate other people over their husband like or wife. Um, whether it's a, the, the local pastor or their best friend or just the or ministry their ministry and or like their some, business or and it, it might be all good things like yeah. nobody would do nobody would spend time with something that is actually not good yeah so the the challenge is to uh, to recognize and realize that even though something might be good and great and also right and also maybe even biblical mm -hmm. it cannot overpower and surpass something that is more important than that yeah so, so, so in this evangelism example now, for example, um, the, the wife that wants to evangelize all the time uh, actually gets the rank and the order wrong mm. um, and 
and by prioritizing the ministry or mm -hmm. doing something for God over being a wife mm. first, mm. that actually breaks trust yeah. within the marriage. Because then he doesn't feel safe. He might even feel judged. He might feel um, like the trust between them is broken. And, um, and any hopes for him to actually step out in evangelism is almost gone, almost nothing. Like there's yeah. no there's there's no encouragement left actually so much because it feels like oh I should be like this or mm. I should do more yeah. of this. Yeah. And then what can easily happen is um, that that the couple is actually not then a team. Yeah. But like there's a tension in between. Yeah. And the 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 thing is that married couples there is such absolute diamond dynamic mm -hmm. dynamic i want to say dynamic i want to say like dynamite you know dynamic dynamite yeah. i don't know yeah, yeah. is it, you is can it say that. dynamic yeah. Yeah, yeah dynamic potential perfect you know really really strong potential mm. like there's this bible verse in, in proverbs one is it one in proverbs one slays a thousand two slay ten thousand yeah uh, i'd actually Probably, yeah i think it's, it's somewhere in, proverbs. in the bible you know there's an exponential potential It's yes. not, it's not, it doesn't say one slays a thousand and two, two slay two thousand. It says one slays a slay a thousand and two slay ten thousand. So yeah. there is a, there's a, an exponential potential mm. for breakthrough and efficiency and effective effectiveness yeah. uh, within the, the married couple that is supposed to be a team. Yeah. Because when they function together, it's like nothing can stop them, yeah. you know? Um, And so, and therefore, it's also very understandable that the enemy attacks mm. your your team spirit in yeah. a sense yeah. of uh, of the 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 married couple, mm. you know, and that he that he tries to target that because we we said it before we started this podcast. Mm. Uh, Uh, revival happens in family. Yeah. Revival is not a thing that just all of a sudden comes, yeah. but it starts with personal revival in yeah. the individual's life mm. that then affects the family and the marriage yeah. that goes over to the children and, and the family or a church is made up of families. Yeah. It's, it's families. Mm. And, and that then affects, you know, wider and wider circle, circles. Yeah. And I think also ultimately when you come to the end of your life, I believe God is going to ask, you know, did you love well? Did mm. you love the woman or the man I gave you? Yeah. Did you love them with your life or did you love your job more? Did you love your roles more? Did you love yeah. your ministry more? Exactly. Like, exactly. Because yeah. Jesus said like, Jesus, Jesus, when he talked about the end of the day, he said like, people will come to me and say, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? Did we not cast out demons in your name? Yeah. But then I will say to them, I never knew you. Mm -hmm. And there's like a, there's a difference between ministry, obviously Jesus didn't talk about marriage there, but he, he said, but, but this, this passage illustrates mm. that there's a difference between doing spiritual stuff yeah. that even works, you know, like the people said to Jesus, didn't we even cast out demons in your name? It worked, you mm. know, that's the scary thing, but it was actually done apart from knowing Jesus. Yeah. And I believe if we truly know the heart of God, then we will also discover his heart for family mm. and we will discover his heart for marriage. So good. And we, and we will discover uh, how high of a value he has mm. for that family unity. Yeah. So we actually heard this one uh, amazing preacher that preached in our local church here. And, and she said for a season, mm. God wanted her 
to tell the church, go home and be with your family. Yeah. Go home. So Leave good. church right now and be with family. If you want revival, you know? go home. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you want revival? Go home right now. Work on you're your in, family You're in the wrong place. Yeah. Revival doesn't happen here in church. Yeah. Revival happens around the dinner table at in, in and around the at the bed with the children. And the marriage bed. In the it, revival happens in the marriage bed, you mm-hmm. know? So so I we believe that God has such a high value for this purity in, in family yeah. and marriage. Yeah. So and a revival happens also <clears throat> in very unglamorous daily dying to self in your marriage for one another. Yeah. Like there are so many right. things that I can attest to as as the wife that Felix has done. He's laid himself down in so many ways. And and I hope you can say the same to me. <laughs> but I but then unglamorous things that people, if they saw, they might even laugh and be like, "Wow, you're you're too, too, de- devoted to your wife." <laughs> maybe yeah. the world would say that. Yeah, yeah sure, um, for sure. And then other people wouldn't even recognize it or realize it. But Felix has given up many, so many things for me. Or like, I'm mm. not saying he's given up his dreams, but daily little little dying to self, like yeah. And we we make that a priority to one another to um, taking yourself second. We yeah we die to ourselves mm. daily for one another yeah. and for the Lord to create mm. a place where the other one feels safe exactly. and where we can actually promote yeah. the building of trust. Yeah. Because ultimately, if mm. we trust each other, nothing we're unified. Nothing can get between us. Exactly. So exactly. we're trying to keep that trust open and in the light. Without any shadow, without any doubt, without any fear or insecurity or anxiety, we keep our marriage in the light completely as much as we can because trust and safety is the best foundation for a, yeah. a successful marriage. And I just want to, I just want to uh, emphasize one more time what you just said. Yeah. That was really good. Um, that we take ourselves second for the sake of the other, of the other person to feel safe. Yeah. And that is that is actually something that is that is challenging. It's a challenging thing that can happen. Um or it, it's a challenging it's a challenging thing to take yourself second because um from our old mindset and the worldly mindset, the like the worldly culture around us says like you first, you you you, it's all mm. about you 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 do whatever you feel, mm. do whatever you want. And uh and whatever whatever uh, is actually right and taking yourself second and and serving your spouse yeah. uh, that is actually that is actually right mm. and it, that, it but it's it's not preached in the world it's not it's not like it's not uh, uh, portrayed as something that is good you know yeah. and so um, uh, and and that's why it is so important that you control what you feast on and what you feed on mm. you know. Um, because if you get your marriage advice from TV shows, uh, your marriage will look like what you watch. It's you know, divorce advice actually. Yeah, that is, that is, that's good. You're actually not you're not eating marriage advice. You you watch divorce advice. <laughs> that's funny. It's very funny. Ultimately, but so ultimately, yeah. yeah. So don't do that. Don't do that. But feed yourself with good stuff like this podcast. You. Yeah. Because we want to. What we actually ultimately want to do is we want to paint a picture of what is normal mm. from God's perspective. Yeah. Not what is common. What is common is unfortunately often not normal. But it's going to become common. I totally believe. Like God's normal. God's, way. God's norm is going to become common in, in Jesus, Jesus' name. name. That's absolutely true. And yeah. we are seeing such a rise in um, health in in relationships and in yeah. single people. Mm-hmm. The girls that I've been coaching, I can, I am so blown away by. Yeah these women and, and the 
like how quickly they just get the message and yeah, run amazing, with it, you know? Amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I believe that the, we are a generation who are hungry for the right thing. We are hungry exactly. to do it well. And yeah. that encourages me so much. Exactly. I've been yeah. in so many conversations just this year of people oh. who are like, I just want to do it right. It's so you know? good. It's so good. Mm. I love that. Yeah. And that is actually the hard cry for purity. Yes. That is like, I just want to do the, I just want to live right and in God's design. And living in God's design, that is a pure life. Yeah. And I just, I just, this just came to my mind, mm. uh, this, this prayer that I heard from Mike Bickle, mm -hmm. uh, the leader of the International House of Prayer in Kansas City. Uh, he, he said to God, God, shock me now. Mm. Don't shock me later when, I, when I'm in front of you. Shock me now and show me the areas of my deficiencies. Show me the areas where I need to grow, where I may be selfish and take myself first instead mm. of giving myself away and acting out of love yeah. where I take where where I where I where I'm actually where I wrap around mm. Christian language around around actually selfishness in, in to some degree. Yeah. Shock me now and show me that now. Yeah. So that I can change my behavior and actually grow in my capacity to love. Yeah. And and don't shock me when I'm standing in front of you and I look back on my life and I can't change anything about it. Right. And I just, that, that really marked me when I, heard, when I listened yeah. to that. And I actually immediately prayed that. And I said, God, discipline me now. Discipline me today. Mm -hmm. And that, that same day, without going too deep into that story, <laughs> but that same day, something actually happened that really disciplined me. Hmm. And I didn't foresee that, and it was came to, completely out of the blue, but um, and it wasn't it, from me, by the way. Yeah, it wasn't from it wasn't from <laughs> I Maria. I was not disciplined. And it wasn't like I didn't do like a mistake or anything. I didn't I didn't do anything like wrong, and then I got chastised. But uh, it but, was a situation. But that there was a really interesting situation that never happened before, and I I really felt like that was the answer prayer hmm. for God disciplining me. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah. Okay, um, I want to go to the to the second thing that yeah. I said. So first the we said, third. well, the third thing, yeah, um, uh, which is so first we said communication, communication, which is kind of like in everything, in everything, yeah. So which it's like we'll unpack that more as we continue. To yeah, talk. exactly. And then the second one, the need for safety and for trust, mm. and then the third one is um, having great reconciliation skills and routines. Oh yes, routines. And, we said yes. Skills and routines. Um, what I mean with routines is that you regularly seek out reconciliation. <clears throat> yeah, reconciliation, this, and that you yeah. and that you regularly like approach your partner and ask them for a healthy feedback in in some sense of like, have I, how am I doing? You know, mm. not like, please tell me all my mistakes. It's not about that. But often when I feel, when I just feel something is off, even if it's just a tiny little bit and it would be so easy to just continue the day, yeah. uh, I, I want to harvest those situations yeah. and pull Maria aside and say, hey, Maria, I, I noticed you feel a little bit off, yeah. you know, or you looked like this yeah. or you, you didn't respond in the way that I thought you would respond, you yeah. know help me to understand this or, or explain, mm. did I do something, you know, did yeah. I do something to hurt you? And, and, we, I, we, and, we, and we both actually actively seek out To reconcile immediately, we immediately yeah. reconcile because we, oh sorry, just just quickly yeah, and we because we we know that big things we said this before yeah, but big things yeah, yeah, mm. yeah big things don't exist actually big arguments they don't exist in our opinion mm. why am I saying that I'm saying that because big things are actually just a big pile of many small things yeah many many things. 
that just got left on the side on the roadside. Yeah. And and um, they were not they were not harvested for reconciliation and trust building. Yeah. But they were just they were just stuffed down. You know, like oh Maria, like Maria responded in a way, or uh, Maria made a comment yeah. about, for example, this is a little bit like. <laughs> Maybe you think this is silly, but sometimes Maria or or in the past you made comments about my hair, for example. Right. Like, oh, Felix, you have a little bit thin hair on top. You know. I did it twice. She did it twice. Can you believe it? <laughs> you know. Should have learned it in the first time. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't have done it again. Yeah, but she but she learned she did it twice, and last time she did it, it just actually just hurt me. You know, and I kind of sat on it, and I was like, yeah, what? Well, it's not that big of a deal. You know, this is actually you can probably relate to this, because this is what goes through our mind. It's not a big deal. Mm. Like, yeah, it hurts a little bit, but come on, man. Don't make a big deal out of it's it, just you know? Hair. It's just hair. Yeah. And I should actually be free from that and blah, 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 you know? But the very fact that I'm even trying to reconcile with myself this this thought, you know, mm. and, and that I have the debate with myself already shows that there's something there in my heart, yeah. you know? It already shows that I have taken offense yeah. or that I'm hurt, you know? Because if I wouldn't be hurt... I wouldn't have to explain myself or excuse why I shouldn't be hurt. Yeah. Because I am hurt and then I try to convince myself that I shouldn't be hurt, which reveals that you are hurt. Which isn't <laughs> violating your own heart, essentially. Yeah, you kind of violate your own heart. Yeah. You basically say what you feel doesn't matter. And then one day you explode like a volcano. Exactly. One day, like do this 50 times or less, <laughs> you know, do this 20 times. And then all of a sudden you're really, really hurt. And you build and you a get, case against your spouse. You build a case against your spouse. I'm just, I'm just. You're just copying me. I'm just copying But you me. know, a lot of people get shocked when I tell them we've never had a fight in our marriage. Yeah, we, we never really had a fight in our marriage. We never shouted at each other. and it, it never never exploded. It never escalated. Because we, we, from the very beginning, we just became really, really good. Reconciling. At, at reconciling. All the and, time. And routinely reconciling. Yeah. And you so, don't need to fight if you communicate regularly. Exactly. Yeah. You don't. You don't need to fight. You don't need to. You know you when we when arguments. we fight when people fight and get angry, it's usually like anger is usually an expression of I I don't feel safe. I, I don't feel, feel out of control. Out of control. I I don't believe you want to listen to me. I don't believe you'll support me. I am powerless. I am powerless. I have yeah. These are the beliefs that are behind anger. And usually we do that to ourselves because we just keep telling ourselves, oh, it's not a big deal. Oh, it's not a big deal. So you're actually hurting yourself and then you let it out on your spouse. You mm -hmm. build up a case against them. And sure, they might have contributed to, they've contributed to the pain, but you make it worse for yourself when you just tell yourself, oh, it's just a little, oh, whatever. And you shove it down. Then you have no one to blame but yourself for not communicating that earlier to your husband or wife mm -hmm. clearly and and in a in a yeah. with a spirit of reconciliation. And even often, sometimes, often sometimes, what happens is um, that Maria comes to me. <laughs> sometimes this happens, yeah. or that one of us we just say one of <laughs> us comes to the other, <laughs> and we um, one of us comes to each other. And uh, there is already, it's already evident that this that communication happens, but it's already evident that, that it's been brewing for a while, yes, you know? Yes, that's And true. there's already some bitterness connected Between to it. Between the two of us, I take longer to share sometimes. Yeah. 
Probably. Probably. Sometimes. Probably. Or or we deal with it differently. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, we both, we can both grow still. <laughs> but um, so what happens is that then when we start to reconcile, we actually go down a little rabbit trail and reali- and find the root, which yeah. is like two days ago. Yeah. You know, like two days ago when you said this, then it started. Yeah. And so that's how sneaky it is. Yeah. Because it's it's just a little wedge, you know? Yeah. Just a little, little, tiny, tiny, tiny crack. Mm-hmm. And then it gets bigger, 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 bigger. And you don't even notice it until your heart is poisoned, you know? Yeah. And But then it's actually too late. So therefore, I said in the beginning, it's actually good to have like regular check-ins, even mm. when you feel a little incremental like dis- disturbance yeah. in the relationship, you yeah. know? So so I, I, having having like this... I don't know. I don't know how you want to do that. You can you can find it out for yourself. Like what kind of a routine you want to have, mm. but like having really regular, even scheduled. You know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, or or every Dinner two time, days or whatever. Bedtime, and then and then every time in between when you feel like it's off or something yeah. like that, and 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 we are and and why we are pushing this so much and why we are th- why we think this is so important is because uh, most of us. Um, like at least most of you listeners uh, have been either not married very, very long mm. or um, or are, are still, I mean, every married couple. Are yet couple, to be married? Yeah, are yet to be married. But but also, um, like even if you're married for a long time, you can still go back to the foundation and, and rebuild, build something new. But the thing is, this is what I think Maria and I did really well. Mm. Um from the very beginning, we really, really invested a lot of time in building this foundation, and we even like uh, we went through this. We went through this um, uh, this this conversation structure every time we reconciled, and it was it was quite long. We took we took quite a long uh, we took some long time, but we always saw that as an investment for our relationship yeah. because as soon as it is it as soon as it's built into the foundation, then it's just something that is natural. And it's just something that is second yeah, nature. Yeah, it was maybe mechanical at first. Yeah, it was mechanical maybe. But now it's... It's it's uh, just second nature. It's and, amazing. It's and we saved built, like, our... We built our own yeah. language almost. Yeah. We kind of built our own system. I was actually thinking, can we role play it a little bit for yeah, them? Yeah, exactly. I wanted yeah. to do that as well. Yeah, okay. Yeah. See, we even so think we'll roll, we'll role play it and then we'll explain it as we go. Yeah, exactly. Who wants to pretend yeah. they hurt the other person? Yeah, I, I, I heard you. Okay. Let's just say I what did, Let's say, how did I you ate, hurt me? I ate, I put sugar, I put sugar in your yogurt, even <laughs> though you didn't want to eat sugar. Okay. Because Maria is sugar-free right now. And mostly. Let's, and let's pretend that you've done maybe two other things in the same vein where you just thought yeah. you knew what I wanted and did it. Yeah. Let's just pretend like yeah. you've... I just did something. Thinking that you know what I want. Yeah, exactly. Pretend. Okay. Exactly. So let's have this conversation. So first I part. How this is going to be? Yeah, cool, <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. Yeah. Um, so qu- first part is either I'm going to bring it up or he's bringing going to bring it up. Yeah. If, if he brought it up, he would maybe say I noticed. I would probably bring it up because <laughs> because Maria uh, would be a little bit like passive maybe. Sometimes, sometimes I communicate though. Yeah. Maybe I'll share yeah. communicate for the sake of the girls because I feel like that's a problem with many women. Yeah, they just don't know how to just start that conversation. They wait for someone to come and start it for right. them. I yeah. feel like that's a common. Yeah. I mean, starting the conversation is actually quite difficult. Yeah, can be challenging. So that's, because because yeah. it is actually really vulnerable. Yeah, which which leads back uh, to safety and trust. Mm. And there's a key that we haven't said yet, but reconciliation mm. 
is a great, great, great contributing factor to building trust. Ab- oh, absolutely. So recon- yeah. we haven't spelled it out though yet. Yeah. So reconciliation is actually such a harvest. Yes. There's a harvest of There's trust waiting for you. to build trust. Exactly, because you humble yourselves to one another. Yes. Like I would say, for example, which we're going to role play in Maybe, a moment. Wait, let's just role let's play. Let's just role play. Yeah, okay. okay. Let's just role okay, play. Okay, so I'm going to say it. All right, you say it. Okay, so wait, let's say I'm eating the yogurt. <laughs> Felix, why is this so sweet? Because there's sugar in there. What's the role play? <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you mean? Why, why did you put sugar in the yogurt? Oh, don't you want sugar in your yogurt? Look, babe, this is, this is like, I don't know, this is starting to trigger me a little bit. I feel <laughs> like you put sugar in my yogurt, but yesterday... You even put um, raisins. Raisins. Oh, in, the raisins. You put raisins in my porridge, and and then yet and the other day you took you picked the shoes you thought I would wear that day, but I didn't want to wear those shoes. Mm. Um, and I think I'm actually really annoyed at you. Mm. Uh, and I actually can feel it in my heart that I'm kind of putting up a wall towards you, and I'm avoiding mm. you because yeah. you just feel, I don't know, it feels like control, and it feels like. Um, I feel like misunderstood by that. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Little side note here now. <laughs> so what I've already done in this time, yeah. I've begun to share how his actions make me feel. Yeah. So what so did I did, say? You I didn't said, accuse me. I haven't accused him. I've told him that I can. I feel really annoyed at him, mm-hmm. but then I've so- told him that I feel no. His actions have made me feel. What did I say? Controlled. Yeah, controlled. And yeah. misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yeah. So now he mm-hmm. gets the opportunity to yeah. r- respond and his goal in response is to further understand me and mm-hmm. make sure that he has, we, he gets what, what I'm feeling. Yeah, exactly. So the, the one big key here is, and it's so easy to mess this up, and I messed it up many times and we Maria both, as well. We <laughs> so easy to mess this up. But the big key is... Never defend yourself. Do not <laughs> be defensive. Yes. Do not, do not explain don't now. Don't try to explain what you really meant. Don't, don't try to explain why you put the sugar there. Don't try to explain why you picked out those even shoes. Even with good intentions, even don't do it. Even if your heart is pure mm. and you are in the right, even if you're in the right, but you communicated something wrong to your spouse... Mm. You are wrong. <laughs> the right thing to the wrong time is becomes wrong. <laughs> the wrong thing. Yeah. So something right in the wrong time is wrong. And yeah. therefore, you are actually in the wrong, even though you're in the right. Can if I that say, makes sense. the minute you start to explain yourself out of prematurely, you're basically saying my explanation is more important than how it made you feel. Exactly. And that's going to break connection and break safety. Exactly. So the thing is now this is such a such a, a, a um, important point. It's such an important point right here. It's like a hinge, you know. It's like it depends where you, it, it it will decide where you go from here. You'll either go into direction breaking trust further. Mm-hmm. Or rebuilding trust. And there's like no middle ground here. There's no middle ground. So if you start defending yourself, what you basically say is, babe, I want to have an argument with you right now. <laughs> and here's my first point. And you know? your, your experience is not important to me. I want you to know what I meant. Yeah, exactly. So when we're doing reconciliation, the one who is hurt 
is kind of the priority and their feelings are the priority. Even if they're wrong. Even if they're wrong. And then once you finish reconciling, then the other person can share exactly. their side. So, so let's continue. Yeah, we continue. Okay. We just continue. So I've just okay. said to you now how I felt yeah, and how like I was annoyed at you okay. and I put up a wall yeah. and I've been... A, mm. Yeah, okay. So I would then say, okay, darling, mm. um, I'm really sorry. I just wasn't, I wasn't really aware of that. Mm. I think that I can say that. You can you say can that, probably, except that's say, not the moment where you should really say sorry. Yeah, right. That's right. Yeah, that's actually right. Um, yeah. uh, this is life. Okay? Life. Here, life, mistake. Don't say sorry immediately. Do not say sorry immediately. <laughs> Reflect that yeah, you understand re- yeah, the person. I understand you. And then I would say, is there mm. anything else that I made you feel with well, my action? Do you underst- can you reflect that you understood the first two things I said mm-hmm. to you? Yeah, I... I uh, I heard you and I made you feel controlled. Yeah. And and then what I would do as well is thinking, like make my own thoughts, really understand Maria mm. and make my own thoughts of how I made her feel. Yeah. And when you said like controlled yeah. and um, what was the other thing? Misunderstood. Misunderstood. Yeah. I would even uh, add to that mm. that I made you feel not valued. Yeah. I made you feel not valued because... You you expressed to me many times in the past that you want to eat without sugar and that mm. you want to choose your own thing. Yeah. And that it makes you feel not valued. Yeah. Because I'm not really respecting or disrespected even. Uh, that I'm not respecting what you value. And, and what, then I can respond and be like, yeah, actually, I felt disrespected. But more than that, I felt unseen. Yeah. I felt like you didn't really care about me. You just wanted to get a job done. Yeah, exactly. Unseen, yeah. Yeah. And so... What often happens, little side note here again, mm-hmm. what often happens is that as we converse about these things, we actually explore together what Maria actually feels. Yeah. Maybe she has an idea in the beginning, I mm-hmm. feel like this, but then as we uncover it together... Um, we realize, we oh, realize actually, what, we feel this. Yeah. You know? And yeah, then yeah. I might say in the conversation, actually, this started, like I mentioned before, this really started that other day when you pulled out those shoes, for example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually felt so... Unseen. <laughs> this is like a silly this example, a silly obviously. Example. But, but yeah, I felt so unseen when I had such a. Let's say I had a, I dressed up so beautiful that day, and I wanted mm-hmm. you to notice that I was beautiful. And then you kind of just pulled out my my Training shoes. my yeah gym shoes, smelly gym shoes, thinking it was practical, and I felt like you didn't even notice that I was beautiful, mm-hmm. and it really hurt and made me feel unseen and yeah. just like, it just made me feel like. Mm-hmm. You don't care, yeah, you know? Right, right. And now, for example, uh, it has occurred in our marriage that uh, uh, things have come up that were on that level. It wasn't mm-hmm. like a big, big deal, yeah. you know? And it would have been easy for Maria to just forget about it and be like, yeah, whatever, I just move on, you mm-hmm. know? However, and I, I even, if Maria, if Maria was able in the past to share a moment like that immediately, mm-hmm. uh, the temptation was there for me to just be like, come on, that's really not a big deal. I, you know that I think it, you're beautiful mm. and it was just shoes and come on, you know. Mm. It's not that big of a deal. Can we just move on, you mm. know. But actually how Maria feels is already, it's already a thing. Mm. And, and me, um, me understanding her feelings helps her actually get rid of those feelings. Yeah. Because neither I want that Maria feels like that and Maria, she doesn't want to feel like that either. Mm. So what we do when we acknowledge and validate those feelings, we don't say we live by these feelings. Mm. And we don't say like, oh, yeah, it's right that you feel like this and I'm, I'm to be punished and I'm like mm. such a bad, bad no. husband. It's not about that at all. 
if in just in case you feel like we're talking a little bit too much about feelings and emphasizing that too much um but we but by actually validating it and uh, and understanding it and reflecting it and reconciling mm. that's how you do teamwork in and getting rid of the rubbish yes. basically yeah now i so. really want to be able to answer these questions so let's kind of wrap up this reconciliation yeah. so that's now good. i've shared more and mm -hmm. then then felix will again um what's the word i will feed back to feedback you again like okay yeah. yeah you felt really unseen yeah. yeah i'm really sorry that i made you feel unseen yeah, yeah but you would you wouldn't just say it like that you would say how every would, other how thing. would i say you would reflect everything i said back back to me yeah i would basically reflect everything back yeah. that's true so it's, like oh yeah. and maybe he would say wow i didn't realize like see now you were so beautiful that day i come yeah wow so you felt really like miss you felt really misunderstood you felt really unseen that day mm -hmm. And he would just mm -hmm. lean into my heart and reflect back, yeah. basically. It's actually hard, to be very honest. It's hard to do this like a dry exercise here on... As acting? As acting. Really? Because it doesn't feel authentic to me. It doesn't yeah. come out of my heart. And I'm like, I don't know how I would well, do it. But you're a great actor, usually. Yeah, but... Okay, yeah, but anyway. So great. basically, Felix would then respond. And, and then at the end of like sharing what he heard me say, he'll ask, do you feel like I've understood everything? Yeah. And then I have the opportunity to add more or to say, actually, no, I feel like you got, you got me now. Mm -hmm. Then he'll say, yeah. Morea. So you basically mm -hmm. reflect back and forth until the fullness of what Morea has experienced comes to the surface in the scene. Yeah, because then, then he can own then, it and then he can apologize exactly. for it. And then the second part is that I then apologize for all of the things that are on the list. And apologizing and is not simply, I'm sorry. Yeah, it, apologizing it's is much not, more intentional than that. It's not just saying I'm sorry, but it's saying what you're sorry for. So can you just uh, role play yeah. that to me? Yeah, so I'm sorry, my darling. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what are your acting skills? What happened to them? Well, the, what do you mean? Right? You're a great right? actor. I'm a great actor, that's true, but this is a podcast and <laughs> it's not, nobody sees me. I'm a great actor in body. Okay, all right, <laughs> let's continue. Anyway, so, well, Maria, I'm very sorry for making you feel unseen and making you feel unsafe making you feel hurt, and all of these other things that you have listed before. Yeah, so he would actually list them in real life. Then I would respond, mm -hmm. Felix, I would say, and then he'll ask for forgiveness, actually. You would ask me for forgiveness. Yeah, exactly. Um, would you please Which forgive me? such a beautiful thing to say. Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's one of the most beautiful sentences. Would you please forgive me? That's mm -hmm. like so humble and just beautiful and opens a mm -hmm. door. For, like as soon as he says that, my heart is like... All soft again, mm -hmm. and I'll and I'm, and then I'll say yes. I forgive you for making yeah. me feel unseen. I forgive you for making me feel this. I forgive mm -hmm. you for making me feel that. And I forgive. I actually you. quickly. I just quickly want to interrupt you, Maria. Yeah. Because we can do something really live now. Mm -hmm. Because when you just said before, like where are your acting skills? Yeah. I felt actually totally thrown under the bus. Ah, this is now cool. okay, guys. This is now really live. Great. Because Let's go I with feel this. I feel now I feel a little bit. I could feel myself shutting down a little bit. Okay. When I, I said... Yeah, when you, when you said like, where, what, what happened to your great acting skills? Mm. It felt like you were embarrassed mm -hmm. about me yeah. because I didn't do what you wanted mm -hmm. <laughs> in this exercise, you right. know, in this acting thing. Yeah. And then, and then kind of lashed out of that and said like, where are your acting skills? Yeah. And, and that actually hurt me. Wow. And it was like, I felt a little bit shutting down and like, Come on, man. So you started to fun. shut down and pull back and yeah. feel like, yeah. like I don't want to be part of this if she's 
she's she feels unsafe. Did I feel unsafe to you? Yeah, you basically it felt like we're not doing this together. Wow. Or we're like it it didn't feel like it didn't feel like it didn't feel like you were covering me. Yeah. But it felt more like you just wanted me to to just deliver it mm. and then there it is. Right. And it didn't feel like Like you I were, want you to perform. Yeah, maybe. you wanted me to perform. Yeah. The way you thought it would be right, yeah. you know, but actually, this doing this exercise dry, quote unquote, you know, <laughs> and not in a real authentic situation made it hard for me to actually wrap my mind around it how I would react, right? Because it's not real, you yeah, know? totally. But now this is real. Now this is real. <laughs> this is awesome. I like that we can do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, and guys, you are welcome. <laughs> wow, thank you for sharing that with me, and yeah. thank you for trusting your heart right now with not just me, but everybody listening mm. and giving me the opportunity to love you in front of everyone listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I'm really sorry that I made you feel like thrown under the bus and unsafe. Mm. And like, I'm trying to make you perform. Yeah. And you felt like maybe cause you mentioned it felt like you've, you felt like I'm embarrassed that you're not acting. Mm. So that to me sounds like you felt like I was trying to use you. Perhaps like I'm using mm. you to, to get what I want. Did you feel used? No, or? I didn't. I didn't really feel used. Okay. It just felt more like you weren't, you, we weren't doing it together. Yeah. And, and you were a little bit embarrassed of me not doing it the way you wanted yeah. to do it. Yeah. Okay. It felt like you were embarrassed of me. Right. Okay. Yeah. So it felt like I was embarrassed of you. Yeah. Like ashamed of you. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's really good that you share that to me. Mm-hmm. So I'm really sorry that I made you feel like I was embarrassed about you. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry that I made you feel um, shut down yeah. and unsafe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I'm, and I'm sorry that I made you feel like thrown under the bus. Mm-hmm. Kind of like scapegoat maybe. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Will you forgive yeah. me, Felix? Mm-hmm. I forgive you. <laughs> <laughs> I forgive you. Thank you. I forgive you for making me feel like you're embarrassed of me mm. and making me feel like you are not covering me primarily, mm. but like just throwing me under the bus yeah. and um, making me feel like we're not a team and we're not doing it together. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it felt also a little bit like I wasn't measuring up your imaginative mm. standard. Right. Yeah. And because of because I wasn't measuring up to your ideal that you had and I that you had mm. thought about, yeah, that's why I didn't like measure up. And then you were like, "Hey, where are your acting skills?" You mm. know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, it felt like that. So, so you felt like you weren't enough, or like yeah. I, yeah, I maybe it felt, a little, yeah, yeah, maybe it felt a little bit like I wasn't. Fully I wasn't enough. contributing yeah. to your, uh, the truth about your identity and who you really are, and yeah. that you. You have what it takes. Yeah, you weren't like celebrating me and covering me. Yeah. You were more like, come on, man. You're yeah, a problem. That's not nice. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. I feel really, uh, like now that you've brought it to the light, I'm like, oh, I wish I, I had never said that. Mm-hmm. That's not what is in my heart at all. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that. Thanks for forgiving me, babe. Yeah, you're welcome. And thanks for allowing us to do this on the podcast. I love you, baby. I love you too. Now we kiss. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, okay. Oh, I have the best man in the world. Uh, wow, that's awesome. Um, this never happened before. Yeah, but this is really cool. Yeah. 
I just really felt like to all the people that are listening, mm. I just this was absolutely unplanned, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> but I just really felt like uh, I would have communicated this. This would conversation would have happened afterwards. Mm. But I really felt like this is actually the perfect moment Absolutely. to say that. And I was, it felt actually quite vulnerable. But um, yeah, but this is basically how we do it. Yeah. And we, we try to really understand mm -hmm. each other. Yeah. And we are not as rigorous anymore about the structure mm -hmm. because we kind of learn to understand each other. Yeah. But basically, what we did, as you heard, is just reflecting or sharing until the other person feels understood. Mm. And in between the conversation, I became more aware of stuff that I actually felt. And uh, I don't feel shut down anymore right now. Awesome. <laughs> and I feel, like, I feel like our trust is restored. I feel like we are yeah. a team. That's you know? awesome. I feel like we are connected and, and we can continue with our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. Yeah. I'm yeah. very glad. But this is basically actually a life example of how we do it. Yeah, this is what we do we literally, regularly. We literally do this all every, the time. Every time something yeah. comes up, we talk like that. Exactly. That's why we've never had a fight. And maybe one of you would now think, yeah, but that takes such a long time, you know. But then I want to ask you, what kind of price do you want to pay? Five mm. minutes a day to build trust, which is what you say you want to do anyway. Yeah. Or waiting until it explodes. Yeah. And that trust broke. That trust being broken takes much, much, much longer. Oh yeah. And it's much harder to rebuild. It takes much longer time to rebuild it. Yeah. So it actually saves time if you have a reconciliation routine. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's good. That's right. Okay, guys. Okay. Do you still have some capacity to listen? Yes. And Perfect. if you don't, just pause here and then tune in later. Exactly. Because we, we would love to quickly answer these questions. We're going to answer some amazing questions now. Maybe we can do our best to not rabbit trail too much. Okay. We try. I will try my best, my darling. <laughs> I know you said when you said we, you meant you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's All go. All right. So question one, do you ever get tired of each other and do you get scared that the other one will get tired of you? I answered this in my Instagram story. What but did you say? I said something like... Um, We definitely have a need for space because mm -hmm. we do live in such a small house. 40 square meters of love. And, <laughs> and I think in general, everybody needs alone time, especially with the Lord. It's great to pray together, but we both have our own relationship with the Lord and we need to cultivate that. Mm -hmm. So we definitely need space. And um, I mentioned in, on my Instagram thing that we do our best to make that happen. Yeah. So like we strategically work out our schedule so that I'm away for some hours when Felix is home alone for some hours yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. Um, Plus also mm. we, Moray and I, we work together. Yeah. So we are together all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, however, we are in work mode when we're at work. Yeah. So we're not um, really connective. We're not connecting. really connecting so much yeah. at work, not actively. Yeah. Um, and, but when we come home, uh, like we're both tired from work mm. And I probably have a little bit of a higher need to be alone yeah. and get some time alone to, to uh, recalibrate my life. He's more introverted than me. I yeah, think. probably. Yeah. yeah. I get my energy when I, when I can recharge when I'm alone. Yeah. And uh, so we try to make space. And Maria is trying to be attentive to, to that Yeah, need that's something I'm that trying to really yeah. work on because for me, I'm, uh, my, I guess my personality is like um, more extroverted yeah slightly more extroverted with felix at least well it's i'm extroverted yeah. with people who are close to me 
and mm. my close friends are overseas, so Felix <laughs> is the only one. So when uh, Chloe, Elle, and Ayla mm-hmm. come visit me, it's then good. then Felix will be relieved. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, but um, another one. Uh, the second part of the question: Do you ever get scared? Yeah. Of, uh, that the other will get tired of you? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Not but, really. And also we don't get tired of each other. Like we, we need space, but we mm. don't get tired of each other. Yeah, exactly. I exactly. also wrote on that thing, we're actually huge fans of each other. Yeah, we love one another. <laughs> oh, we're yeah. yeah, we uh, we actually never get tired of one another. No. But I think... We can annoy but, each but other, sometimes but sometimes different. I, th- I think that people sometimes misunderstand the need for solitude mm. As getting tired or like, oh, am I getting tired of the other person? Do I not yeah. love the other person anymore? Yeah. But actually, it's it's okay that you have some space alone. Yeah. If you need space alone, your spouse has a wonderful uh, a wonderful opportunity there to understand you in that area. Yeah. And and somehow work together with you to give you that space that you need. Because if you don't have that space, like if I don't have that space, I get cranky, and I like or or maybe I'm not getting cranky, but I feel trapped. I feel like. I feel like I'm not, I'm being denied something that that my personality needs. You know, mm. I I need space to just, to just think and and to and to just um, process. That's the yeah. word. Yeah. I need space to process. Yeah. So if I don't have that space, I feel like under processed. I feel like there's a pressure in my heart and and like uh, I'm not connected to myself. You know. Yeah. So so you have a total right to have that space. Yeah. Yeah. But then we're not sick of each other. No, we're not sick of each other. We love each other. That's great. Big fans. Cool, let's go And then the are question. we ever scared? No, we're not scared. I mentioned that I was the first time ever when Felix shared his need for space, I got triggered. I was like, oh, I'm not enough. What's wrong? I mean, what? I just couldn't I just couldn't comprehend that he could love me and need space at the same time. <laughs> but we processed that really well, like kind of similar to what you just heard us do now and it's not a problem anymore. Mm, that's right. Question number two. Do you often disagree uh, slash have different views on certain, certain things and how do you manage? Yes, we, da- we often, we often disagree. disagree. And we basically just talk similarly to the reconciliation, yeah, right? Yeah. We basically, and their communication is, again, such a key. And we both and have strong un- personalities. So we do mm-hmm. have strong views in certain areas. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. understanding each other. I think the biggest key here in communication, within communication, is to really understand each other. and Be humble. And have the heart, and have the heart position of wanting to understand the other person. Hashtag humility. Yeah, hashtag humility, hashtag character of Christ. Um, <laughs> you can be a, you can have a strong personality and be extremely humble at the same time. Exactly, and 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 you can be a powerful person and not be threatened. Yes. That your personal that your your personal opinion will not be taken into consideration. Yes. Because because when you are, whenever you whenever you feel unsafe, this is actually a a, a sign of unsafety. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you feel threatened, that your opinion will not be taken seriously, you know, mm. that is a sign that you actually have broken trust with your spouse. There's mm. trust broken. You don't trust that your spouse will allow space for your op- 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 for your opinion. And therefore, you are really strong and try to press through your opinion. Yeah. But actually what that reveals is that uh, you don't believe... Or you don't really have the trust and the safety with your spouse. Yeah. Yeah. So, a healthy marriage gives space for both of you to disagree. Yeah, exactly. A healthy and then, marriage, and then, yeah. And then sometimes we just agree to disagree. And yeah, yeah. But that doesn't that doesn't mean But that doesn't mean shoving stuff down. No, no. 
So we fully hear each other. We make sure that we really understand each other's viewpoints. Mm -hmm. And we start with one of them. Yeah. One, one, like we start with you or we mm. start with me. Yeah. And then we fully hear and understand Maria. And yeah. I fully understand her. Yeah. And then when she has nothing more to add, then we go to me. Yeah. And then we fully understand me yeah. without the fear of uh, I am not going to be asked. Yeah. You know, without that fear. Right. And um, like, yeah, quick, like quick example, mm -hmm. recently Felix, was, we, Felix and I were talking with someone and then mm -hmm. Felix shared his heart about something mm -hmm. and he shared it in a really strong, he used like some very strong imagery that was, in my opinion, very strong. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, not really. About ending worship. Ah, oh. Oh, yeah. Felix shared his <clears throat> heart on ending worship and he used an example that for me felt like, wow, that's really, I would never say it. I mean, maybe I would say it like that, but in a different context. And I was very afraid that the people listening would misunderstand him and mm. think that he was judgmental uh, or critical. Because mm. Felix, Felix is, he likes, I think you like the shock factor, right? A little bit? Well, sometimes, yeah, I think sometimes... Uh, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. You're a very pastoral person. I do like the shock factor. But you do like to say strong things that like, woo, like... Yeah, that make a point. I like to point. drive a yeah. point home, yeah. And I like that too, but in my perspective, I've, I've, I believe I know, quote unquote, know a better, mm. better way to do it or time and place to, to yeah. do it. Right. And I right. shared my... And it made me feel uncomfortable because we represent each other and for him to act in a way that I wouldn't do is uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, but then we had to just kind of share. I he had to understand how I feel unsafe around the unpredictability of that behavior. Mm. But I had to understand that that is him. That like that is kind of part of the way God made him. That's how he preaches. That's yeah. how he ministers. He it's he, like a passionate a passionate outburst. Yeah. To make a point. Yeah. And so the conclusion wasn't like one person is right and the other is wrong, but it was more like... What but we ended up with understanding each understanding. other. Understanding. Like I understand mm -hmm. he needs me to support his passion and he, he understands mm -hmm. that I need him to be a little more aware maybe of, yeah. of the context or who would... And aware of, of how, I, how I talk, yeah. 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 So we, right. we will now balance that out as best we can in It's the It's a win-win. We both yeah. learned. Yeah, we both, we both learned. learned. Okay. All right, next good. question. Have, Have you guys... guys You go. <laughs> Have you guys dealt with jealousy? And if yes, how is it now? Have we dealt jealousy. with jealousy? Good question. I think, I feel like when we were engaged, I was, when we moved to Norway, it, I wouldn't call it jealousy, but mm. I was quite insecure. Mm-hmm. Because we were in a new country and I didn't know anybody. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember having to share with you, like, I just feel, I might have said jealous. I feel jealous or insecure mm -hmm. when you talk with other people because I'm, I feel vulnerable and I need to feel your support or something uh, like that. Do you remember that? Yeah, it's like a faint, faint, faint very faint, long faint, ago. Faint. But I, I think that's the closest we, I got to jealousy. Yeah. And so I think when you feel jealous, it's usually coming from feeling insecure in general. Mm. Like you won't feel jealous. I mean, unless the, your spouse is doing something he shouldn't or she shouldn't be doing with other, like women and men or whatever. Mm. But I think in general. Yeah, um, like everyday jealousy. Everyday jealousy is maybe a fruit of insecurity and not feeling not feeling uh, trust. Like yeah, and there's again, trust. And again, trust. Trust and, and safety. And again, trust. Yeah, trust mm. and safety. Yeah. Like if you feel if you feel jealous. Mm. What you're basically saying is, 
I, f I feel like you spend your time on the wrong person and I want that time. Yeah. Or like you, you, yeah. you, you, give, you, you spend resources mm. that, 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 uh, or, or I don't trust, maybe I don't trust mm. the way you spend your resources. Yeah. Whether and that's actually, time, yeah. whether that's your attention. Yes. And yeah. I think we have both shared that we have felt that a little bit when either of us was talking over a video call to a friend or family mm. and we talk a long time. Then yeah, maybe the, that is actually a slight bit of jealousy. We've yeah, both shared that, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I actually feel a little jealous because I, I want attention. <laughs> yeah, or, or I feel a little bit like, we, we didn't really use the word jealous, mm. did we? I feel like we might have. Maybe, maybe we, okay, maybe we maybe. might have used Like, it's like a low-level jealousy. Yeah, a low-level jealousy, but basically the, 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 the feeling that, we, that, that was, uh, the thing there was that um, basically a resource whatever that is in this in this particular example uh time time and attention was shared or was overshared mm. with somebody other than one another than one another yeah uh, and then also it also can sometimes occur i think mm. if we are not connected to begin with if we're not That's connected right. to begin with yeah. and we like under i undershare my resource with you Absolutely. to connect you yeah and then maybe even and then just the 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 time and attention that i give to somebody else mm. when maria and i are not connected and and my connection with maria is here on level five mm. and then all of a sudden i give a level 10 attention yeah. to somebody else a friend or something like that mm. then it can feel to maria that i am actually not giving all of my attention to her yeah and then i will usually share that and we make amendments. And we, reconcile. we reconcile and we yeah. shift. We yeah. recognize actually, I want you to feel like my top priority. Yeah, we both exactly. want each other to feel yeah. like each other's top priority. And, and then and then we have to also make a case study every time, mm. because uh, sometimes uh, that insecurity again is a build up of something else. Yeah. And just a, a fruit of a mistrust or a broken trust from mm. somewhere else. Yeah. And, and sometimes it's actually not really valid that the person that feels jealous is not like in the right mm. when it comes to like you spend your time too much with other people, mm. you know, sometimes it's just a perception thing. Yeah. But then at the same time, sometimes the person that spends time mm. uh, not balanced, you mm. know, uh, is it, that person is in the wrong. Yeah. You know? So you have to look at each case and have to have to just reconcile and really hear each and other feel where the other one feels unsafe like felix doesn't hang out one-on-one -on -one with other women like yeah exactly and he doesn't want to anyway because that would feel like a breaking of yeah, your own yeah. boundary exactly but, except but, yeah but if you yeah. did yeah if it's like um in, in the yeah. work environment we just or recently talked about yeah. like in a professional setting it's different in a public professional yeah. setting yeah it's a different is it, yeah, but in general, like if you if Felix was to go and get coffee with a, a woman other than his mother or my mother yeah. <laughs> or his sister, yeah, um, I would feel very that would like, be oh, so that's weird. That's weird. That would be so unbelievably not unless weird. she's like a mother to him or a sister, yeah. like an older sister or like yeah, not yeah, but like somebody in in my age or our yeah. age, yeah, that's we wouldn't. Like a no go. That's a no. Yeah, and I wouldn't do that to him either. I wouldn't hang Never. out. Never. With a, a guy my age, it just feels so weird. Yeah. It, it feels weird to me, but also, he shouldn't. Neither of us should ever have to make the other one feel yeah. unsafe in that way. Yeah. So and, and maybe and also maybe there's like, like you could maybe have a, a business meeting or something like that. Mm. You know, 
that's maybe a different story a little bit. Mm. Again, there you have to look at the case. Yeah. But uh, but if your spouse is like, you keep meeting with this person for business, but I, I just makes me feel so unsafe. And I, for some reason, just, I feel so insecure. Then the... In the, that moment, you have a great opportunity to, to prioritize under, understand your spouse and prioritize your spouse. Yeah. And build trust. With your spouse. Rather, rather than give the spouse the, the feeling that the spouse is a problem. And break trust. Yeah. So you want to take harvest every single situation to build trust. Every little bit of conflict is breeding ground for trust, yeah. but also for mistrust. It can either build or break trust in every exactly. conflict. Beautiful. All right, let's go okay. to the next yeah. question. Okay. Uh, what have you? What do you think is the big difference between healthy boundaries and control? And that kind of flows in with that question, like. Yeah. Healthy boundaries. Like imagine if like the the boundary of I don't don't speak don't hang out one on one with girls my age mm-hmm. alone without me there. Um that's maybe could be perceived as control, mm-hmm. but it's 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 an invitation. I'm sharing I'm sharing my heart and then he gets to respond. Mm-hmm. Like I shouldn't have to tell him you can't do that, right? Yeah. Would you right. agree? Um or, yeah, well well it also kind of depends, I think. On mm. the on the amount of trust built, mm. it depends on uh, the area yeah. of life, the you context. know, yeah, the, the the context, and I think also it depends on uh, uh, our individual health, yeah. you know. Actually, like giving it another thought mm-hmm. um, about the not being alone with a woman, yeah. you know, um, and th- I want to be a little bit careful here with it, but but I just remembered this this. A uh, story from Dan Moeller, mm. who is like a, an amazing preacher that we love. Mm. Um, he's great, and and he shared about the story how he um, how there was this uh, prostitute woman mm. who got saved. Yeah, and then he. Um, yeah, but that's kind of not really relevant to our context. Yeah, I I understand I understand, but what I'm trying to say with it, it's mm. it, it looked really bad. Yeah, you know. Like he didn't, he didn't go, he didn't go, like he didn't go to the prostitute, um, like to have sex with her or anything. Mm-hmm. Far away from that, like he was he, like he, a father to her. He was like completely, completely pure, and he he really he just loved her to life, you know, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. and and just just father and fatherly love went to her, you mm-hmm. know, but at the same time, um, uh. Like he 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 had a, an absolute pure heart, mm. you know, and it it looked really bad from the outside, mm. but probably and we we obviously don't know this, but I would assume that him and his wife are have have they're enough, on the same page. They they are on the same page. They have enough trust with one another. Yeah. They know one another, and then and then it is okay to do something like that, yeah. you know. But if that trust is not there, that is an absolute no-go. Yeah. It's an absolute no-go. Yeah. And like for, for you and me, for example, I would yeah. say, if I would have a coffee with a, with a woman <laughs> alone now, with a, and I would say, yeah, I'm just going to evangelize to her, you yeah, know? Yeah, that would be weird. Would fe- it would feel like, weird. Like, it's not that I don't trust Felix that he's going to do something weird, but I just... But it just it would just feel weird. It's I wouldn't weird. I wouldn't even feel weird about it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just thinking that out loud, baby, because yeah. because there's like a tension a little bit as well. Yeah, you know? I can there's understand a there's that. a tension there a little yeah. bit. But yeah. I think for the sake of because we are now focusing more on marriage and building marriage, we're talking about building trust and all yeah. of these things. So so within the context of building trust 
and building a strong, strong marriage and, and connection, mm. um, we would definitely recommend to stay away from these kinds of things. Stay yeah. away from anything that is shaky exactly. ground. But the question was, what is the difference Boundary, yeah, between control? Boundaries and control. Yeah. Boundaries, I would say. Boundaries, um, this is also what we say in the Boundaries podcast. podcast. Mm. Boundaries uh, come, come from value. Yeah. So boundaries protect something that is valuable. Mm. Control is your last resort if you feel out of control. Yeah, fear-driven. And, fear and, and is fear-driven, comes out of fear. It doesn't come from like a healthy... You don't protect value. You try to, you try to, um, you try to fight for your own safety mm. without the other person being on your team. Yeah. That is control. You try to Yeah, you don't believe you try, the other person is on your team, so you control them. Exactly. Yeah. You are not you're not connected as you could be, and you're not as you're not as um trust there's not that trust cultivated between you each mm. other, which is why you feel like you're not on one page, on yeah. one team. So therefore you try to control your spouse mm. um, because you don't want to get hurt. And you don't basically. believe that they want to create boundaries with you together exactly i think boundaries come out of love and and like we both want to protect what's valuable to us exactly control is i don't believe my yeah. spouse is on my page so mm -hmm. i have to it's up to me exactly to control the situation so, for example to come back to the evangelism uh yeah. example from the beginning oh so yeah if if now maria wants to go evangelize all the time mm. but i feel unsafe and i don't even want to go to the city with her anymore mm. because i feel unsafe you know Mm. Um, because Maria always runs off and, and we don't go shopping in the end, but she always <laughs> preaches to everybody, you know, uh, which on one side would be admirable, but on the other side, on the other side, for this example, okay, for this example, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm messing my own example up, but for this example is that, um, uh, a healthy boundary would then be that Maria fully understands that mm. I feel unsafe. Mm. With the person that I'm supposed to feel mostly safe with. Yeah, your spouse should be the safest place you know on planet Earth apart from Jesus. Exactly. Your Jesus is the safest place and then your spouse should be the safest place. Your representation of Jesus because this is what Paul says, love your wife as just as Christ loved the church. What did he yeah. do? He loved unto death. Mm. He was completely selfless. Selfless. Mm -hmm. Selfless. Mm. And so um, selfless, I just say it one more time. <laughs> so the thing is, You want to make a, a safety net. You want to be the safety net around your spouse. So Maria yeah. could then have this beautiful opportunity to make me feel really safe and say, okay, Felix, I understand that you don't feel safe with me going evangelizing all the time, mm. you know? And then you, you ask me, you would ask me, okay, what would make you feel safe? Mm. What is something that would make me feel safe? Yeah. And then we basically build healthy boundaries around one another. Yeah. And we would, we would, and, and Maria, even though she would be in the right, because again, we say it is biblical to go and share the gospel with people, you know? Mm. And so from that perspective, she would be in the right, quote unquote, mm. you know, but then the right thing at the wrong time is the wrong thing. We knew that already. Yeah. And, uh, and so the right thing then would be that Maria humbles herself. Yeah. And makes me as her as her spouse feel safe so that I can grow up into the same boldness as her. Mm. Because when we feel safe, we are a team. Mm. And then I can actually grow up and, and flourish yeah. in also in my calling. Because it's also my calling that I share the gospel with yeah. everybody. The same goes for like um, sex in marriage. Like it's often that one person feels quite afraid. 
uh, newlywed. It's pretty common. Um, and one is ready, the other one is not. And I think if you want to have a healthy relationship in, 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 like in the marriage bed, the goal mm-hmm. is not to, to make the other person do, do that, but actually build trust, you know? And that's, yeah, exactly. that's, uh, I think that's actually where, where your trust is most exposed. Yeah, pro- probably. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We yeah. always say that, that sex is, uh, like the, uh, uh, an amazing magnifying in- glass indicator, or, yeah, indicator and magnifying glass of your connection yeah. and of your level of trust. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and finally, finally, as we end, thanks for sticking around, guys. Um, yeah. But that was it. Please let us know. Yeah. But I was just thinking there's one oh. more thing I would add to those three that you said at the beginning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I kept saying it throughout the podcast, but uh-huh. humility. Oh, yeah. Great. Humility. Yeah. Um, Great. Be humble. Be humble. To your Get spouse. off your high horse. Mm. Be humble. Actually, I, I, I had... I have I listened to this amazing marriage quote, mm. like a definition of what marriage is. Yeah. The person said, I think I read it somewhere, said marriage is the championing one another into their glory selves mm. through sacrificial service. That's beautiful. Yeah. So you basically the definition of marriage is that you that you help one another to mm. become their glory selves, their their God made identity selves you know whatever god whatever destiny god has put on that person Mm -hmm. you help one another to get there and how do you do that through sacrificial service yeah you sacrifice your own desires and wants and but i want to go evangelize you know Mm. but going evangelizing I, i i wonder okay i wonder actually if if i wonder what what jesus thinks about like me thinking I do the right thing and mm. really violate something that that he really values, mm. you know. Yeah. I, don't, I wonder. I wonder if if you can actually really is it like a clanging gong? Yeah, I wonder if you can actually really fully please God by being amazing in ministry, but your family suffers. I think that's like the, that's like if you do um, what is it? If you don't have love. But you, whatever. I'm yeah, getting tired. I, yeah, I can. I can do all of these amazing things, but I don't have love. That sounds like a clashing gong. I'm a clanging gong. <laughs> yeah, and you can maybe yeah. say now, but I love people, and that's why I evangelize. <laughs> but let's not go there now. Yeah, <laughs> we we should probably wrap it up around here, guys. We'll wrap it up. It's easy for us to keep going because we are so passionate about this topic. But um, yeah. Yeah. Do you have something else to say? Yeah, I think I think um, I don't know. I feel like as we open these things. There are like so many, so many concepts and ideas that we could make uh, own podcast episodes about, you know, yeah, like reconciliation write... and stuff like that, yeah. for example. Well, know? actually, I did a blog. Uh, I, I wrote a blog about how to apologize well. And mm-hmm. then I recorded myself reading it and made an audio blog. And mm-hmm. it's called, I think it's called How to Apologize Well. Nice. Uh, if you want more in, like detailed explanation, mm-hmm. I think I put it in there. But yeah, we should great. also, that's yeah. great. great. All right, yep. guys, let's wrap it up. Uh, right. If you have any questions, text Maria. Don't text me. <laughs> if you have questions, <laughs> comments, feedback, message me. You know where to find me. I on don't even have Instagram. Instagram or on the website. Um, but that's all we have for this week. Yes. Have a happy, happy Tuesday. Yes, and we always really appreciate your feedback and are really thankful for um, for yeah the feedback. And that this really brings value to your life. We are so beyond thankful for that. Yes. And we just so, so believe in you. We believe that you can have an amazing marriage and that your marriage 
will bring revival to your church and your church revival to your city. Come yeah, on. Come on. Amen. All right, guys. We love you. Bye. Bye.